in a world gone mad, the world turned to Radio Podcast, the greatest radio podcast in the world. Do you have to clear your throat or something? There's something going on there that you didn't know. No, I feel fine. Thank you. All right. Well, for everybody else who can't understand Grumble, welcome to episode 27 of the radio podcast. In which, In which the dildo of deceit gets lodged in the butt crack of destiny. Uh, yeah, Mr. Secord, now is the time I need to. Mezzanine. Mezzanine? Yeah, it comes before the first story, after the entry. You and I are going to have to have a conversation after the show. <laughs> Due to circumstances beyond our control here... Um, Trump was elected. Yeah. So that's caused us some problems in that everything that we've written for our show uh, tends to become out of date in about an hour after we write it. Such has been the turbocharged shit show that is this administration. All right. So... Um, here are some highlights of the news that we might have brought to you if we had not been so terrified. Right. Recently, yeah, we've become more terrified of what Meredith will do to us if she doesn't get a new episode. Uh, hi, hi, Meredith. So, good news. The White House now includes the radio podcast as a real news media outlet. Ooh. Um, how do you figure that to be the case? Uh, were we invited to that gaggle meeting those weeks ago? Oh, no, no. no. Uh, so, using the mathematic of alternative facts, a failure to invite is a positive exclusion. And that puts us right up there with ABC, BBC, CNN... MSNBC, ETC. Uh, oh, you mean etc. Huh. Oh yeah, show notes. Huh. <laughs> Trump has also been rehabilitating the long-term reputation of former President George W. Bush. <laughs> Recently, Bush told Matt Lauer on the Today Show, I consider the media to be indispensable to democracy. We need the media to hold people like me to account. I mean, power can be very addictive, and it can be corrosive, and it's important for the media to call to account people who abuse their power, whether it be here or elsewhere. And he then went on to say, 
it's very important for all of us to recognize one of our great strengths is for people to worship the way they want to or not worship at all. And I, for one, had never thought it possible that Lil Bush would sound reasonable and possibly even presidential. N no. First oh. of all. It's been a long time, hasn't it? What? To, to actually hear what a president sounds like when they speak instead of uh. it being bigly fantastic? <laughs> all the thoughts you can digest into 144 characters. Uh, sad. El Trump Arena is trying to increase defense and security spending by 54 billion and cut roughly the same amount from non-defense programs. Seriously, it, it just begs the question, what the hell are we defending? Not many of this administration's actions have made any sense from the outside. And, and it's only when you consider that his actions profit his friends and family and himself in reverse order that it all finally comes into focus. And then there's Sessions, who once said that those in office who perjure themselves must be removed from office. Uh, yeah, it would seem that he's then committed that exact same act. Mm -hmm. By denying that he communicated with the Russian government official before Trump's inauguration. And then quite clearly having done exactly that. It's unclear if we should expect his resignation, firing, promotion within the KGB. <laughs> At this rate, I would imagine that Trump is just going to put him in charge of the investigation into himself. That would be convenient. <laughs> kind of like the House Ethics Committee. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give them all a sock. Yeah. Um, we've now ventured into... April, but fuck May. Whoa, April showers, May flowers. Uh, no, specifically Theresa May. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she's managed to do the dumbest thing that she could possibly have done, which is to help seal a point in history, which is either a low point that will lead to social recovery, nope. or the tipping point into totalitarian regimes as being the norm. Mm. Uh, Rob, in the show notes, you've used the porn star spelling of May again. Yeah, I I saw the video of her with her head back, fake laughing, like she could deep throat a walrus. Ew. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, the the graphic that you have in your mind is pleasanter than the actual video. Please be assured of such. Then why is the next person in our show notes Killian Conway? Well, she lit up the internet a few weeks ago as well, didn't she? Yeah. She was photographed kneeling on the couch in the Oval Office with her shoes on it. Uh, and I, I wasn't even aware that she was allowed on the furniture. <sighs> <laughs> Mr. Secord, music for two, please. <laughs> Water crisis update. Well, it's been a little over a month. What could have possibly gone on in Flint? Not much. Well, to sort of side quote Garrison Keeler, it's been a quiet month in Flint, Michigan. 
we've had the first health official get sentenced. An EPA lawsuit got settled. A court order requiring the replacement of over <coughs> 18,000 Waterhouse connectors. So let's start at the top. All right. Well, um, back on March 13th, we got our first sentencing for an official associate with the whole water crisis. Corinne Miller was the retired head of the Health and Human Services Epidemiology Department, and she pleaded no contest back in September to a charge of willful neglect of duty, uh, which is a misdemeanor punishable by a year in jail. Instead of that, she got a year of probation, contingent on, wink, wink, continued cooperation. Mm, continued cooperation. Mm-hmm. So, mm. as I said, this is the first sentencing for uh, an official. We'll see. This cannot be the only. There's still many more people indicted, so... We'll get around to them. And then there's the EPA news. Yeah. So St. Patrick's Day was all about spreading the green this year. The EPA finally awarded the city of Flint $100 million over this whole mess. Now, Congress approved the settlement last year, but the EPA is just now getting around to awarding it. There's lots of things to spend money on in this whole Flint situation, so I'm sure the money's not going to go to waste. <laughs> Actually, you know, $100 million is just about the same amount of money that we talked about last episode, um, the Flint water treatment plant needing before it's able to take water from that KWA pipeline. You know, the one that they got into a contract with illegally when they didn't really have any money at all. What's the so, word we're looking for here? I, I want to channel the church lady. How convenient. <laughs> channel the church lady you did. Like a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <clears throat> Not that we're saying anything. Allegedly. Allegedly. We're allegedly, not saying, allegedly. We're allegedly not saying anything. We say nothing. <laughs> so. EPA, part two. <laughs> well, kind of. Now, again, with the whole timing of what's going on in Flint, right now, I believe they're getting their water from the city of Detroit again, which is the whole group that they didn't want to have to take get their water from and it basically again everything with this story goes back to money they didn't want to pay the city of detroit when they could get a better rate with the kwa pipeline allegedly um but since right now they have no interim water source and the flint water treatment plant if it's going to eventually take this kwa water needs a hundred million dollars worth of upgrades what are they supposed to do in the interim and now that the city is more thoroughly aware of all of their current problems um the mayor said that they're going to need until early may to make a final decision about um 
basically the short-term, the permanent, and the long-term backup sources of drinking water for the city. Um, so March 27th, she told the EPA that they're still reviewing all of their options. And um, yeah, I think they gave a deadline of May 4th that they would get back to the EPA with a plan. Um, so not totally smooth sailing for Flint, but some good news, some money coming in, some people going to jail. And uh, we get to then talk about 18,000 connections. It's, uh, it's it's like LinkedIn for, for water pipes. <laughs> or just like a functioning water distribution system, whatever. What, like you might see in a first world country? Well, yeah. We, we I know there's many, many parts of the United States that don't have the luxury of a functioning water system. Um, and that Flint is just the most well-publicized one, which, um, given the amount of coverage outside of the the Flint area that this story gets, um, is not very much. Um, I thought you were about to say that they were the tip of the iceberg, which I think they would have relished, because at least they could have gotten fresh water from it. Hey, glacier water. Uh-huh. It's just full of ancient microbes. Hey, vitamins and minerals. Yes. So... The most recent story we have about Flint um, is from last week. There was a lawsuit brought by residents of the city of Flint against the city and the state um, where they insisted that all of the lead-tainted waterhouse connections be replaced. Oh, that, that was what they sued for, that they wanted all of these lines to be replaced. And... Thankfully, the judge thought this was probably a good idea, you know. So, um, the case was settled on Monday the 27th, and it stated that um, approximately 18,000 waterhouse connections would be replaced um, in the city of Flint, and the cost would be paid by the state of Michigan. Um, now, how many... Do you think the city of Flint has already replaced since announcing that they were going to start this program last November? Oh, is this a quiz? It is. Can I can I play? Go. Okay, so they need to do a total of eighteen thousand, and they've had yes. since November of last year. Yes. And we're now into April. Yes. So that's four plus two. So that's up to six months. So that's a half a year. If they were taking this seriously, they could have done. Well, 9,000 would be ambitious. Um, that's probably a little over-egging the pudding. Yeah, I would uh, say. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's lower than 9,000. Okay, lower than 9,000. Lower than 8,000? Yep. 7,000? Keep going down. Does it have a 7 in it? Yes. Okay, so it's lower than 7,000. It's got a 7 in it. I have a... I have a Try 10% of that. 10% of that. That would be 6,300 that they haven't done out of the 7,000, I guessed. So they've done about 700 of these things. Ding, 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 ding. 
Okay, the, the look on your face is what I'm reading the answers by here. Uh, they've only done 700 out of 18,000 that need doing. Yes. 700. Yes. Uh, I could do the math on that to work out the percentage, but fuck that, it's low. Yes. So when people say that emergency managers are a bad idea for a city, we're going to go with the state of Michigan is stupid. And this is a terrible program. So you end up in an emergency because of the manager? Yes. So, the, so they're appropriately titled. <laughs> oh, we're sorry, Flint. We're glad that some news is moving positively for you, but I'm so, so sorry you had to go through this. Well, I, I found some adjacent news. Ooh, Flint adjacent. Adjacent news. Flint Twip. Wait a minute. So Flint How many Twip Jasons are we? Sorry, go ahead. You and your Argonauts. <laughs> adjacent. Adjacent. Oh, so only one Jason. Next to. Okay. I, uh, I was going to say a butting, but that's going to set you off again. Hey, Jason Butting. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Let's give her a moment. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be in several people's. So <laughs> I wish. I, uh, <laughs> so do they. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying with this story once I get you focused again. Okay. So, Robbie, we're just um, talking about laying pipe. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you wanted some lead in the pencil as well. So. <laughs> so anyway. Flint Twip, Michigan, is not to be confused with the adjacent city of Flint, Michigan. Flint Twip wants to change its name to Rob, something else. Rob, Rob, Rob. What? TWP, the Twip, it's TWP, it means township. Oh, okay, so Flint Township, Knee Twip. Um, currently there are about uh, 105 suggestions that are being considered. Yeah. Some of the uh, more interesting suggestions, what? Go ahead. <laughs> you interrupt me just to tell me to go ahead. I'm just deeply sighing. <laughs> you <laughs> should be used to Jason. it by now. <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> kind of deep sigh. <laughs> you just want an adjacent butt in your bunk. Go on. Which is interestingly not one of th not one of the names they uh, opted no? for. Um, so there's some interesting suggestions such as bedrock because apparently they feel they've hit rock bottom. <laughs> um, other combinations have been. Uh, Genesee Hills and Genesee Valley and Carmen Hills and Carmen Valley. Uh, I, I Google Street Viewed the area having looked at the contour map and I have a question. What hills are you talking about? It's got as much geography as a flatworm's tit. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, some other potential good names for uh, renaming Flint Township have already been used in Michigan, such as Climax, which is a small village in Kalamazoo County. Yeah, I looked on the map for that. It was pretty hard to find, and I think you'd be through that pretty quickly. <laughs> All right, so do we have any suggestions that they didn't think of that uh, maybe are of a different vein than what we're thinking? <laughs> You and your throbbing veins. Um, yeah, I, I think because uh, uh, Flint was caught napping by the um, 
by all of this. I think that they should change it to napping, or better yet, flint napping, which is the ancient art of taking a flint and shaping it into something useful, like a, a knife or an arrowhead. So why not? Give it a thought. Flint napping. Anything's got to be better than this. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. We'll see you next time, Flint. <laughs> Corner. Concerning government. Charles Caleb Colton published Laker, or Many Things in Few Words, addressed to those who think, and published that in 1820. And he says that modes of government have much more to do with the formation of national character than soils, suns, and climates, is sufficiently evident from the present state of Greece and Rome, compared with the ancient. Give these nations back their former governments, and all their national energies would return and enable them to accommodate themselves to any conceivable change of climate. But no conceivable change of climate would enable them to recover their former energies. In fact, so powerful are all those causes that are connected with changes in their governments that they have sometimes made whole nations alter as suddenly and capriciously as individuals. The Romans laid down their liberties at the feet of Nero, who would not even lend them to Caesar, and we have lately seen that the whole French nation rush as one man from the very extremes of loyalty to behead the mildest monarch that ever ruled them and conclude a sanguinary career of plunder by pardoning and rewarding a tyrant to whom their blood was but water and their groans but wind. Thus they sacrificed one that died a martyr to his clemency, and they rewarded another who lives to boast of his murders. That feels quite topical. Moving on. <laughs> Guys, we reached 45 countries around the world, and today we hit 3,000 lessons. And that's a more widespread distribution than we expected. We love seeing more countries coming in and joining us. Even if it's just the odd one or two listens and they go, these people are crazy strange, weird. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have to let Rob do a proper update when we finally hit 50. Come on, let's do it. Five more countries, and I get to do stats on countries. So if you know somebody that happens to live in a country that's not where you are, tell them to listen, and we will add it to our list. And I will get around to updating the map so we can see it there. And you can also invite them to join us either through subscribing through iTunes. Uh, there's the Facebook page uh, on facebook.com slash radio podcast and then the numeral one. And if you guys have not been there and have not liked us, please do. When we're in the downtime between shows, we are posting articles there. We're also posting stuff on Twitter. We've been much more active there lately thanks to some sneaky, sneaky 
linking action. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore radio podcast. And you can find all these posts, our old show notes and shows at www.radio-podcast.net. Fancy. So... It is the way um, I say it. It's that Liverpoolian accent. All right there, girl. That wasn't me Liverpoolian accent. This is... It's called Scouse. I'll shut up again. And I'll carry on talking like this. So we can close out the oh, episode... Oh, you sound so dignified. Excellent. <laughs> so much better. Don't make me speak like George Bush again. That was terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we can invite Mr. Secord to uh, to do his thing. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Um, like us, share us, subscribe to us. Flatter our egos and validate our doing this. That's right. We'll yes. validate your parking. I'm missing... <laughs> Yes, Can we validate, we'll validate parking? your parking? Can we do that? Sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll carve a stamp so, from a potato. I've got a potato upstairs. I can do this. I've got one in the fridge. We absolutely can do this. And I'm pretty sure my ink has um, glitter in it. So. <laughs> I think everything in your house has glitter in it. Everything in my house has glitter in it. Even the dog farts have glitter in them. Dude. No idea. Sparkle farts. Uh, and on that note, Mr. Secord. Mr. Secord, will you please play us out? <laughs>